0: Friday. I hope that you had the most amazing, amazing week. We're going to get into my week because you already know tiredness. It just was a week. But if this is the first time that you're listening to conversations with toy, welcome. This is not by mistake that you happen to stumble upon this particular episode. I always believe that nothing happens by accident. I always believe that our steps are always ordered. So when you stumble upon something, something comes to you, somebody sends you a DM about something that you should look at. You know, you'll get an outwardly weird email that doesn't make sense, but you needed to see it. Something was for you. Whatever the case may be, let's just be clear. It happened for a reason and it happened for a purpose. So welcome to this space. We talk about all things regarding life, self-care, Mental health. We talk about the things that are happening on these internet streets because life be lifing. With that being said, I want to go ahead and get directly straight into this particular episode. Let me just start off by saying Happy New Year. Last week we talked about preparing for the New Year, and I said a Happy Early New Year's, but it it New Year, not New Years, New Year. But it is now officially. 2023. Now, I don't know why I keep saying 2024 in my mind. I've said that I stumbled upon that a couple times, but we are in the year of 2023. With that being said, can I just say that this has been a very interesting week when it comes to my physical goals? And what I mean by that is I have been hitting the gym all week, drinking my water, setting those goals and accomplishing them, right? feeling really, really great about it. And I don't remember which day this week, but I had a situation where I literally felt like I was on cloud nine, right? I had the one day I had to get in the shower, I had an interview for the podcast, of course. And I mean, you couldn't tell me that I wasn't feeling Absolutely amazing. I even tweeted, if you follow me on Twitter, I'm on there as Toy Time Blog. I know some people were like, man, forget Twitter because of you know who, but nonetheless. So I even tweeted like, oh, I'm feeling like a million bucks. I'm feeling amazing. I feel great. I feel all the things. And then life, like I said, be lifing without getting too deep into the conversation. I had a conversation with a person and that conversation Almost triggered the five hells of like, it just literally triggered me to no end. I'm talking about high level of triggers. Now, if you don't understand what a trigger is, sometimes when you find yourself emotionally upset, you find yourself worked up, you find yourself worried about something. Somebody will say something, even if it's laced in truth It's said in a way or said period that just doesn't settle or feel right to you. And I had that experience. Now, normally, normally, whenever I get into those types of mindsets, when those types of jarring conversations happen and kind of take you off guard, you're not prepared for it. And again, can it be laced with the truth? Meaning you don't like what the person is saying at all. You may even find yourself questioning if you even like the person that gave you the information. However, with it being laced with truth, sometimes you don't even have the mindset to receive the truth because you're so caught up in what was said. I had that type of week, right? Feeling strong, feeling confident, feeling all the things. And then this one conversation literally felt like I was being punched. And I don't even mean that in like, oh, literally, like I felt like, no, I felt like somebody had balled up their fists and punched me in the stomach as hard as they possibly could. That's how it felt. It felt overwhelming. It felt draining. It felt all these things. I was supposed to go to an event. I did not even make it because I couldn't even gather myself. Like, have you ever had a conversation with a person and you just felt like your edges is gone? They edges, if they had some was gone, like you just cannot gather yourself. That's the type of experience that I had. Again, was the conversation laced with truth? Yes. But at the moment of hearing it, at the moment when the conversation began to pull, like I felt like some of the stuff was pulling on some things that I had been working through with my therapist for years. Some of the things that just, I was like, I should be on this. I should be well above this, but I'm not. And 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 the very conversation would have normally taken me out for about a good week, meaning although I'm not 100% past the conversation, right? Not at all in the least bit, right? Still working through it, but I would have been so far left. So when I thought about how I normally would have responded and how I responded and how I'm still responding, I was like, I have to see the growth of that, right? I have to see the growth even though I know I'm ready to like fight or flight. And for me, anytime I feel, I don't feel secure, regardless of what the conversation is, if something makes me feel insecure, my fight or flight is super strong. And in the past I would like, when I, okay. So in the past, like when I was going through my postpartum and I had my kids, and I think I talked about this plenty of times on the podcast, I had just had my son at this one moment that I'm thinking about in particular. And I'm, he wasn't even three months. So I was deep into postpartum depression And at the time, I don't even think I, matter of fact, I wasn't even diagnosed. I hadn't even seen the doctor at this point and I was deep into it. And so I would have these moments where these conversations would be had and with these arguments would go down and these things would be said and these things would happen. And I would literally pack the kids up and be like, I'm leaving. Now I wouldn't even get as far as a grocery store child. I could walk to the grocery store on a good day. Right? So that is how strong sometimes my fight or flight. Feels like and in the reality of it is, it's like, I feel like I'm ready to leave. I'm, I'm ready to like give up or I'm ready to walk away or I don't have the mental capacity. But what I've realized is that in my fight or flight, it's teaching me that the feeling of wanting to walk away is real. And I can explore that once I've had the time to calm down and I can explore if that is a real thing for me to do once I've had time to settle in with the thoughts, settle in with the conversation. And if you're like me or you have any type of incidents where you've had those moments where you're ready to pack up, you're ready to leave, you're ready to go. And it doesn't even mean your spouse, like you could feel that you could be a single person living in your house and you just feel like, you know what, I'm ready to check out. I am done. I have reached the capacity of all the things that I can take. And I am literally at that breaking point where if If one more apple falls off this tree, I'm beating the tree up. I'm punching anything, moving. I'm kicking anything that's walking. Right. We all have had these moments and I feel like we're starting a new year and we have to act like, you know, because we're such on a high, yes, I'm working out. I'm drinking my water. I'm doing all the things like I'm focused. I'm getting things done. Doesn't mean that life will not happen and it doesn't mean that you won't be touched by these things just because the top of the year is here and now all of a sudden you're feeling positive because I'm going to tell you something else. One thing that I do know for sure that I've always known since I was a kid, every single time that I felt like life was just being such a beautiful moment, like I felt really confident in my moment, I've always had something that happened. I can't even tell you the times that it has not. And it's not because I'm look like, Oh, I know something bad is going to happen. That's not even what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the reality that is like, as soon as you start to feel and come into yourself, like you become to really understand who yourself is. You really start to feel a way about you. Like you're looking at yourself in the mirror and you're like, you know what, all these lumps and bumps and I'm still looking fabulous. Like you start to really, really feel confident in yourself. I guarantee you, there will be a test that comes not because of you being in a negative mindset because that's far from where you are. It's just that's just how life is. Life be life in. Life be life in all the time. All of the time. And I feel like I'm in a situation now where I'm really getting to the core of, you know, when you step into your forties, I don't know if anybody that's 40 or up in here, maybe in your early, you know, your late thirties and you feel like you're just about to step in. And I tell you, even if you feel this way, it's something about when you get into them forties, that just makes you feel like I'm not going to really entertain a bunch of foolishness. I'm not about to entertain a bunch of fake anything. And I felt like a lot of the conversation that I had when the situation went down, touched about every area of my life It literally pulled on that because then you begin to, you know, I begin to question myself as a mother, like I'm not doing enough as a parent and I'm not doing enough as a wife. Well, you know, I'm not doing enough with my friends or there's some situations that I need to completely walk away. And that has been a struggle for me. I have always been very transparent about the struggle with friendships because what growing up. I moved around a lot, my dad with the military and things, right? And so when you get stable and you feel like you're in an environment and you end up moving again, you don't always have roots, right? You don't always have roots. So my relationships with people have always been marred by that. Even if when I stayed into the one location for years, I felt like I still never fully got roots. As I've gotten older, I've understood what friendship meant to me because I've always accepted friendship against the terms that were given. Let me explain that because it might've went over your head for some like myself, you accept whatever level of friendship that is given because you feel like that's what they're given and that's what I'm going to receive. And so I'd rather receive the level of friendship that somebody is giving me because one, I may not have a whole lot of friends or two, you know, at least I'm having a friend, I'm building a relationship. And this is what, this is how I felt for quite, quite a long time, right? You just accept the level of friendship, but I've learned as I've gotten older that people's definition of friendship is not the same definition for me. I'm not, you know, and and I get it. Everybody says, well, I'm not jumping over hoops of people who won't step over puddles. Yes, we get all that. But do you know what that means in practicality? It sounds cute to say when you say that, but do you really understand what that means? Because when you have a friend or a group of friends who continuously doesn't show up for you. And yes, we all have things going on in our life. We, 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 we get that. We understand that all those things. But when I'm talking about consistent, not showing up, but then we'll have a fit and a half when you don't reciprocate, when you don't feel like showing up for them. That's what that means. Right. And so every relationship, every area of my life, I should say, not every relationship, but every area of my life got pulled on this week. Physically, I felt like I was in a tug of war fighting against all kinds of things, fighting against, again, things that I thought I had truly mastered in therapy. And one thing about therapy, one thing about healing is you realize, you know, you could go to therapy, you can get the skill set, you could figure out how to make it work. And you know what you should or shouldn't be saying, what you should or shouldn't be doing, you know, when to walk away from something. But even when you've mastered it, or you think you've mastered it, or you're like, you know what, I've gotten over that hurdle. I'm good. You have to understand that healing will present itself in many forms. And if you find that that happens, please don't get discouraged and feel like, okay, I haven't done anything. I haven't made any changes. I haven't done the things I need to do because you have. It's just the way that life be life in, right? Life be life in. I say all that to say, I took some time to not just jump in my car, even though I had somewhere to go. Like I actually had somewhere I was supposed to be. I was supposed to be at somewhere I was supposed to be and I never made it. But I did it intentionally because I needed to not just jump in my car. Because again, I understand my fight or flight. And I understand for me particularly how jumping in my car after an argument, jumping in my car after a a disagreement sets off that, that tone, that message. It's like a bell that dings and says, it's time to roll. It's time to go. It's uncomfortable. It's, you know, I don't like the way this feels and I got to get out of here. Now, maybe I will still leave right? Maybe I will still decide that this is not working out for maybe, maybe I'll decide that this level of friendship, this level of relationship, this level of whatever is no longer serving me. I, maybe I will, but if I'm going to get there, I'm going to get there in a calm place. I'm going to get there with think and thought. I'm going to get there when I've had time to decide and make up and count up all the costs. Like, I'm going to wait instead of just jumping into stuff. So I had somewhere to go and I specifically just came back into the house, went back into my office. I had a couple of cries. I got my stuff situated and I was just like, let me focus. Let me focus. And then I think it was about maybe an hour and a half. Then I felt like, okay, I'm calm enough that I can get in my car without sitting signaling to me that it's time to pack up. It's time to roll. It's time to go. Like I had to wait and deal with myself in that before I jumped into the car. And this may not, this may not be your thing. Maybe you can get in the car angry or mad and drive, but I felt like I would be doing more damage to myself, possibly injuring myself, possibly getting into an accident because I wasn't as focused as I needed to be. So I needed to sit still in the uncomfortableness of what had happened. I had to sit still. I had to get quiet. I had to deal with that. I had to come to terms with being said. I had to keep replaying the conversation. I had to put on my Fred Hammond, I had to put on my music. I had to literally use music therapy to help me. I had to write out my thoughts. I had to write out the fact that I was very much upset, that I was very much mad, that I was feeling like some of the things that I had been wanting to be said, to be said I felt like were being said, but in the, in the, and being said, it still brought out the reality that I did not like, that I did not want to have happened and I didn't want to entertain. So after I calmed down for my hour and a half, I felt like I was safe enough to go ahead. Let me go ahead and get in my car so I can attempt to do one of the two errands I needed to run. And so I did that and I stopped at the Starbucks. Anybody who knows me like knows I love Starbucks. Now I'm not down with everything that they're doing. And I try to pick and choose one of the Starbucks that I know has good, solid people. And you know, I try to do my part, right? And you might say that's still not enough. Well, sorry to hear that. Can't please everybody, right? So I went to the Starbucks because that's what I wanted to do. That was what I needed to do for myself. And I stopped at the Starbucks. I went inside and I'm trying to, you know, get my order and I'm, you know, going on to my destination and I get to the destination and I'm on my way home. And I'm driving calmly, still listening to Fred Hammond. I am a Fred Hammond fan as a PK. Fred Hammond has been a part of my life. It's just, it is what it is. And when I get into a tight situation where I feel overwhelmed, I will listen and play his music because it is very calming. It's a ministering song. It's ministering music. And if you don't even know what I'm saying about ministering, hit me up in my DM because I'm telling you, it's just something about it. So after I played it, Anytime you listen to certain songs that evoke a certain emotion, although it does calm me down, it does evoke a certain amount of emotion, allowing me to cry, right? I needed to just cry once again. I felt like I cried all the way from the destination, all the way home. And then I sat in my car for 20 minutes, which is probably something you shouldn't do in the city of Philadelphia. I had my doors locked, kept looking around, you know, all the things. And so I sat in my car for about 20 minutes, sitting there crying, trying to get a good cleansing cry, trying to gather my thoughts, gather my emotions, gather all of my things. I'll get into the house trying to set in motion my home before my kids had came in the door. I mean, it was just a lot. And I was just like, here we go again. Like we're at a place that you think that you've mastered to only be back in the same place is almost debilitating because this is where people, this is where people want to give up. Let me just share When you feel like you have jumped over hurdles, I used to be a long jumper and you jump to a certain position. You have to clear, right? You have to clear in order to make it to the next round as a long jumper. A lot of people, I don't even know if people know if I was a long jumper. I was definitely a runner. I've been a runner my whole life and I was a long jumper and I was almost like hitting state records in my, in my age group in my year. Actually I did hit a state record in my, somebody probably already cleared it. But at the time of my age and my, my, my round, I had to clear before I can get to the next round, before you continue to go up, you have to clear. So every time somebody does whatever, you go to the next level and you have to clear, right? And so as a long jumper, I understand that once I clear and I set that record and I outdo myself every single time and I outdo myself every single time and I feel like I've cleared, you feel like you're good, right? No problem. However, in the moment, in the moment, of that clearing as I'm still crying and I'm still gathering and I'm still trying to get myself to a better place. And I'm trying to get myself to a better mind and get myself to a better mindset. I felt like I'm back at square one where if you don't clear the round, you, that's it, right? You don't get to go any further. And that's where people give up. The second you don't clear, you don't even have the mindset. Let me stretch myself out. Let me try again. And next time, if you feel like you're completely overwhelmed, that's it. The mind doesn't tell you you know, you should do this and do that. In the back of your mind, you may hear it, but it's not usually loud enough. And that's where people give up. Seriously, giving up because you don't feel like trying it again. You don't feel like trying to get yourself back up to the point where you do it once again, because I should have already mastered. I've already went to one round. Why do I have to go back? And sometimes that's what you have to do. I love talking about the things that I struggle with because I feel like sometimes as a podcaster or a blogger or a content creator, we're so used to hearing everything going correctly. Ooh, you're getting a sponsor's thing and you're getting certain things, but sometimes things don't always work out that way. Right? Sometimes it doesn't. And there's like a, you know, there's, there's ups and then there's downs to this. And. I could have, you know, somebody and some of my friends or family members are probably listening to this saying, you could have called me, you know, I'm here for you. You could have spoke to me, but you know what? The stillness and quietness of sometimes are just sitting in your own mind, not so that it can overtake you and you can do something crazy with it, but sometimes, sometimes, um, and so sometimes those overwhelming feelings where you're like, listen, I don't even have the strength to call somebody because I need to, I need to get it together. Like I need to have some moment with myself and I need to really just take this in and really get myself together, get my mind together. Let me pray on it. Let me work this out. Let me figure this out. And guess what? Guess what? It's not like the next day I felt like after the situation happened, it's not like I felt like I felt better, right? It's not like I'm like, you know what? It's, it's all good. It's going to work out. There's no, nothing wrong. Child, please. Child, please. I'm still in the struggle with it, right? I'm still not okay with it. And in normal times, I try to move on so quickly. Like that would be my MO. You have to get past this, hurry up and get through it. Because that's how my life has always been. Something bad happened. You don't even get a chance to process it. You just move on to the next thing. I'm not moving on to the next thing. I remember myself a couple of years ago when the same test happened, this happened. Like when I tell you, I kid you not, you be, I'm telling you, You, me, I, you, us, we, they, we all think that you get past certain things in these situations and these, these tests never come back. And then they do. When I was in this test before, this was a couple of years ago, there was stuff that had been said to me by one person to myself. And I kept saying to myself, hold on to this, hold on to how you're feeling about this. And what would happen? The person would say something nice and then I would try to move forward like, oh, you know, they said that, but it, they didn't really mean that, child. They absolutely do mean that. <laughs> stop telling yourself that people are saying things and because they apologize, stop telling yourself that the person didn't mean what they say because I promise you 200,000% they meant what they said and they stand 1,000 behind it. Like, like, uh, uh, what's his name? Little man. I hate to say that. That's not right. Let me take that back. I won't even say it, but some people say what they mean and then apologize because they see that it affected you, but that doesn't mean that they didn't mean what they said. I need you to hear that. I need you to receive that because like myself, because I know I'm not the only person you tell yourself that because a person apologized for what they said, that they didn't mean it when they did, because now they just want to make and be good in your graces. Like they meant 1000% what they said. Not only do they meant what they said to you, they have repeated what they said to you, to other people. And that's always been my struggle. If I'm like, I don't know if it's because I used to be the type of person that used to lie, make up all these different stories in my majority of my life. Right. And so now I got to this point where it was like, you know what the truth will do. And I hate one of my personal pet peeves is let us work something out before you outsource that to somebody else, because it makes me look crazy because you're telling other people like, I hate when other people know that I've done something wrong. Like, ooh, it, ooh, it irks my soul, right? I hate it. I hate public failure. Let me gather my thoughts so I don't cry. I hate it. I hate public failure. And when I feel betrayed by somebody who then just like, you know, she did such and such and such, you know, it gets under my skin. I lose faith in that person. I literally will shut down. But this is the kicker. Shutting down temporarily because an apology is made is going to be detriment. And I'm not telling you to hold on to it to the point where you become callous, but I'm telling you to stop forgetting what was said. Stop. This whole forgive and forget crap. Stop right now. Forgiveness is for you, but forgetting is for the, for the birds, right? Because you'll sit up there and build this bridge in between you and a person emotionally and be so for like, I just want to forgive and move on because I feel like that's going to be helpful for our relationship. Bro, if you don't start, stop forgetting stuff and putting it on the back of the back burner, because when they repeat that action, you got to stop acting like the action. This is the first time it happened. That's beautiful. if Some people can do that. And maybe that is the way to do it. But sometimes when you forget stuff that people have said or done, it's more detriment to you than anything because you were literally put like a salve, like a bandaid on it as if it didn't exist and it didn't happen. And then when the bandaid gets ripped off, it's actually more painful than the initial hit, right? It's more painful. So one of the things I kept telling myself is that this last season that this has happened because this has happened more than once. That I would be like so forgetful, forgiving and move on and just love the Lord and just let everything go. I am going to let it go. But I'm not going to forget the words that were said because I'm not going to continue to bear the brunt of allowing myself to put that bandaid on. I want the bandaid to come off and I want it to stay off and I want it to actually heal. And if it heals in the way that keeps everything aligned, then so be it. But I'm not going to continue to put band-aids on stuff because the person apologized because the reality of it is, it's not really an apology they see that it affected you and they want to be like, you know what, I'm, I'm sorry that you took it that way. That's basically what they want to say. And if they're not saying it, that's what they're saying sometimes. Because true forgiveness and moving on is that we don't keep wrong. We don't just, we just don't keep bringing it up, right? And so I'm dealing with that. Again, even in the midst of this bad conversation, even in the midst of this trigger, even in the midst of all these different things, it still was laced with truth. So I was ready to receive the truth. And I have to walk in that truth, even if I'm the bad person, which is usually the case, right? And but I can't let that go simply just by moving on and not and putting on another band-aid. Like it's almost like you just keep changing designs of band-aids. Like I love designs of band-aids. Like I'm like I just keep buying the band-aids that have the cute designs on them. But when you continually put a bandaid over something that should be just let that wound open and let that wound drain and let that wound do what it needs to do, it's more detrimental. So I'm learning to leave that Band-Aid off. I'm learning to be okay with the uncomfortable feeling that it's not okay because I like for things to get better and just move on just because I don't want to feel the uncomfortableness. And that's not a healing. That's not healing at all, right? That is not Healing at all. It's like you need stitches, but instead you don't want to go get the stitches. So you'll just put a big bandage over it and pray that it heals, but it doesn't heal. And if it does, it's not healing correctly. You're still left with the scars and the wounds of the things that were said and done because you never allowed it to truly heal. And that's just kind of where I'm at now. It's like the light bulb has finally come on. Stop putting that band aid on. Stop putting the band aid on everything. Like you have a friend that's like a habitual, you know, they're just not a friend in real life and they're just kind of like, hanging on, you're hanging on by a thread and they're hanging on by a thread. And you have people like, I'm really taking a real stock and it's just like going to be in these over a couple of next weeks. I am cleaning house and I don't just mean my own physical house. I mean, I am cleaning house. It is going to get very uncomfortable for me, but I know that while I was crying, I just felt in my spirit, it's time to clean house. Because for so long, I would have like, for instance, everybody tells you on social media in real life, if you do not have a real relationship with people, why are you following them? And I've heard that been said many times. I probably said it myself because it does sound great. But then it's like, why are you following your friend of me? Why are you following your spouse's friends? just to like? Are you just making sure that you can see what your spouse is doing? Because the reality is you have no conversation with these people and you really don't even like them. Why, Why are we following them? Why are we doing this? Why are we like this? Right? And I got to rock with people who rock with me, right? Why am I continuing this upward slope just to fall? Right? So I am going to be cleaning house, cleaning house. Because when things are affecting me, again, that band aid mentality will just put it on and act like it doesn't exist. And I've had situations, again, a couple of years ago, I got into a, a huge fall out an argument with a bunch of family members right and in the midst of that argument it was because there was so many band-aids that I had put on from a child that I never took off and never allowed to heal and because I was a kid I wasn't able to say the things that I needed to say and I wasn't able to express the way that people made me feel or the way I felt about certain situations because as a kid you have to respect your elders and you're not allowed to say certain things and I'm telling you one thing I learned in therapy was sometimes you have to say what needs to be said so that you can heal and that healing is not going to be okay for certain people I went years without speaking to certain members of my family and some friends too because I just got tired of that band-aid I kept tired of we gonna pray about it we love Jesus and we gonna move on like I'm gonna still love Jesus we still can pray about it but I need space right so I took years and I'm talking years my kids had no relationship with them they had no relationship with my kids they had no relationship with me I sold it up I cleaned house I meant business and I still do and that's when you really know that you're healed. That's how you know, because when I come around you and I don't feel uneasy, then I know I've taken my time to heal. But right now I'm about to clean and clear house again. And I finally get to the point where I'm not doing it because I'm mad at somebody. It doesn't have to be a situation that has to take place for me to get there. Now, in this particular situation, there is certain things that happen that I have to deal with, but Overall, when I'm cleaning house, it's not because of malicious intent and I'm not doing it so that somebody can reach out and talk to me. I would prefer you don't because I'm at peace and I'm going to be making peace with the decision that I begin to make. But I'm talking about cleaning house. I mean, cleaning house. I'm taking bandits off and allowing true healing to take place. Because I can't keep going back and forth. Like if I'm about to be 42 this year and we still going back and forth over something that happened 20 years ago. And we still dealing with that. Let's, let's just stop. Let's take the bandaid off and just let it bleed. Let it, let it heal. Let it do what it needs to do because you can get so much further in life when you heal the right way, or you just allow healing to come in period. The uncomfortableness that I feel is real. And it has to be, it has to be, but I got a clean house. I got to clean house. I got a clear and clean house. And I'm not going to explain myself why I'm cleaning house. Uh, this is not a powwow. This is not a, well, we we should talk. We can talk. I have not a problem, but we're not going to go and talk and then just be like, okay, well, we're going to put you back. No, stay off. When I clear you, stay clear away because I need that healing to take place. And maybe in a couple of years, just like I did with my family, when I went through that whole drawn, drawn out situation. And let me just say with that. I was pointing the finger out when the finger had to be pointed in because I still believe that there's always truth to what something is being said, whether I like to hear it or not, whether I like the packaging that it came in. And so I'm learning it's okay that I could be wrong but let me get my space. so I can get my mind together. Let me get my space. so I can have my moment to clear. So I'm about to clear some house and it is not going to be, it's going to be uncomfortable for me. I can't even, I'm not doing it to make it uncomfortable for somebody else. Like in my twenties, I always was trying to get back at people. So if you did something to me, I would clear you, right? Clear you, right? I was very argumentative. I would cuss you clear out. And I mean, clear out. You almost heard what I said, because that's just how I was like, I'm about that life. Like I will literally, (laughs) I am not to play games. I'm not going to play, but you know what? I learned that because at home, that's my mom and dad never played. They never, they were clear. Even if they was wrong, they would just clear a whole house. They never played no games. And so I have to take responsibility for my actions and the things that that need to take place. But I'm also ready to clean and clear up the house. Right. And all in every intention that that may mean from the head all the way down. So that has been my week. How I got here in the first, what, full week of, barely a first full week of, of January, that's where I'm at. Started off with some beautiful highs and then somehow just dropped me into the bits of some lows, but it was very much eye-opening, very much helpful, very much um, helping me to get to the place where I need to be. I believe that, I truly do. All right, so let's just talk about a couple of stories that have been happening in these internet streets. First of all, Bad Bunny, I saw Bad Bunny over the summer, 2022, because we're in a new year, and amazing, amazing concert, right? So in the internet street world, Bad Bunny had someone came up to him and I guess wanted to take a picture, but didn't ask if they could take a picture, just put their phone in his face. And he took that phone and chucked it all the ways, wherever he took it, right? Wherever it landed, that's where it was. So the mixed feelings of the story is, you know, how do you feel about celebrities having their privacy, you know, asking for pictures or not asking for pictures? Was he in the quote unquote right? Um, obviously he wasn't in the right to throw and break the phone because, you know, people going to sue, they're going to get their money back, they're going to do all the things, right? But that person also did not have the right to put a phone in someone's face and expect them that just because you somehow got close to them, which I'm like, how did that even happen? that you can just put a phone in somebody's face and get a picture celebrities you and I we are regular people and we need to be des- you know deserving of respect again still shouldn't threw that phone though and we definitely understand why he threw it it just don't make it right to throw it and so now everybody's up in arms about it and you know just trying to see what will happen to that but you know that person gonna get a new phone I would be getting me upgrade like but again, I wouldn't even been in this face. I'm not gonna jump in no celebrities person's face. And I've been around celebrities quite often and um in this last two years and I'm almost nervous to even ask for a picture, let alone like put a camera in somebody's face. But that's me and everybody ain't me, right? TJ Holmes, Lord have a mercy. If you haven't heard about TJ Holmes having his affair with Amy Robach, Robach, whatever. His wife has now broken her silence and basically says that basically it was a level of of disrespect. And we all agree, like you sleeping with your coworker, then you out here flaunting it. Now that it is story didn't hit and they have been on suspension and maybe came back, didn't come back. Now y'all just out here, just in these streets, not forgetting the fact that you do have children, right? You have a child that has to go to school and hear about these different stories of you and your mistress out here in these streets, so I wish them a swift and happy divorce because like, that's a lot. And as much as I would be, you know, obviously wanting to move on, you out here just throwing into people's faces that you out here just doing wrong and just, that's what you're doing. Like you couldn't even be respectful when you're in public spaces. Again, I cannot stand public humiliation and I, I, I just, I cannot do it y'all gotta pray for me maybe i should be better at it maybe i should be more receptive but uh yeah i'm just not that's not i'm not there and in the what in the world has gone wrong how in the world did this cal i think he's from california a california father drove him and his kids off a cliff and it's being said that it's being done on purpose somebody's Somebody please explain to me what level of argument you could have gotten into that would make you almost kill yourself, your child and your, your children and your wife. Now, granted, people do this stuff all the time, right? It's a sad state of affairs. You hear about stories about. You know, people come into the house and somebody done set the house on fire, they done shot and killed the kids and the, and, the, and the the spouses all the time. But to drive yourself off a cliff, you know that you may not die off the of impact, right? So you're putting yourself in a position where you can just be like mangled it up forever. And the kids, like if me and my husband is in argument and his thought process is to take me out, I just need you to go ahead and leave. Like, I need you to go ahead and leave. Like as much as I would hate to like have nothing and just start at ground zero, I would rather start at ground zero than for you to take me or my kids out just because you can't handle your emotions. Right? So whatever level of despair, whatever level of argument, whatever level that occurred, this California man literally drove his and his family to their death. Now, I don't believe that they died. I believe that it was attempted murder, but my God. What type of healing comes from the fact that you almost killed me, didn't take me out and killed me, thank God, because I got spared. But the fact that I know that it was at your hands, there'd never be a level of you could just come and sit and chit chat with me and have lunch. There'd be no custody for you. You couldn't have the kids back after they heal. Like there'd be nothing. You'd be in jail and you just have to go live your life because there is no physical way we could amend from that. That's a lot. I ain't there yet either. And I know in this new year, we're trying to do new things and travel. But this travel fiasco that took place during, I believe, the Christmas holiday has literally been draining people almost out of their money for quite some time. Apparently, there's now a new lawsuit against Southwest because Southwest was one of the airlines. I think all of the airlines were sort of affected by it. But you have to understand, of course, it would um, be affected because of the holiday and the travel and things, right? But some of these people had people stuck for days, And I always say that when you travel You have to try to attempt to have some type of Backup to be able to You know take another flight Do all these different things but I believe when this particular fiasco Happened I think it was almost Impossible because there was no flights leaving out Right and the way Southwest was canceling These flights my god They was canceling these Flights like they cared Not about where you had to go there was a Woman that even said she missed her own Wedding she missed her own wedding because of this fiasco. I tell you what, if I have to miss my wedding because of some mess, I would be on fire. I would be fire engine red mad. Do you understand me? I would be super mad and have a cape on for it because that has to be a lot. So uh the new rules that went into effect basically says that, you know, these airlines have to now pay the full refund, even on non refundable flights, for when things get cancelled and things like that. So I don't know what Southwest is going to do or why they're picking and choosing which flights they're going to redeem, but the new rule went into effect. They were completely aware of it. And again, you know, things happen, weather related things, things happen all the time, but they got to take care of these people. They got to take care of these people. Um, I'm a little nervous to even book a flight at this point. I literally just came from a flight in December when I went to LA and I am a fan of getting a direct flight. Now I know sometimes Them cheaper flights look good. But if you miss one connecting flight for any type of reasons, that's where my anxiety level says I can't handle it. I pick flights that are first thing in the morning and direct to prevent that. It has to be somewhere where I really, really, really want to go to take a connecting flight. To be honest with you, I do not care. If I go and it's not something where I truly want or have to be and I can't find a, a direct flight, I probably won't go. Now I know that sounds very precocious And it sounds all kind of different things But I promise you I won't My anxiety level is already Where it doesn't need to be right I'm already working to get that down in real life right I can't add anxiety with travel On top of the fact of just like Literally trying to travel and get your life together I don't think I'm made for that So yeah um, That's what's happening in these internet streets I mean there's a lot of things going on You know obviously But those are the stories that, that touched and felt don't need to speak on. And I saw them. And I was like, let me write this down. Let's talk about it. But yeah, air travel during Christmas break. Uh, Ooh, that's just hard. Like, I know there's times when you have to go somewhere cause you know, you have to be somewhere. Somebody passed away. You have to get on a flight for whatever reason. But if it ain't one of those types of situations, uh, holiday travel is just something that's just not where you want to be. I was very nervous when I went, I was like, well, almost a week before the holidays or even two weeks before the holidays I usually never travel in the month of December just because of those like <laughs> very possible realities. And so even myself, my nerves was on edge. I did go to LA. Let me tell you, I have one hotel that I have gone to. And I've been to LA in the last couple of years, probably like four to five times. And I have one hotel that I go to every single time. And I was trying to stay close to this event that I went to in LA. I'm telling you right now, I'm just gonna pay the Uber money because I'm going back to the hotel that I was at. Not that the hotel that I was at this last time was horrible, because you can see on my—I did a blog post about it, my LA trip—and the the hotel itself wasn't a problem, um, but the area that it was in—that's not going to happen. So I am not staying downtown LA, and I know I have family that live there. They all were just like, "Girl, you all right? Why why would you be staying down downtown LA?" Now, for everybody else, it's like, "Oh my God, don't say that! Stop." I was down there. I'm from Phil live in Philadelphia. And LA was doing the most. I went to this one vegan um, plant-based stop, this restaurant. It wasn't even five minutes from the from the hotel. Legit. And there were security and cops on that road. But the second I turned that corner, it was a whole nother life and a whole nother situation. And there was a guy that came into the store where I was at, with the restaurant that I was at, and I mean he was acting. My spidey senses was all the way up. Now, some of y'all just be out here, just acting oblivious to danger and just be walking into stuff. That is not me. i be watching my back, my front, my sides, the top, the bottom of all the things. So I'm in there. I, you know, find this plant-based thing. Cause you know, in LA, that's, you can find that anywhere. A lot more prevalent there than here. So I'm excited. Now I have not eaten a solid meal all day and I have been traveling all day so my direct flight that's at least a five-hour trip I had not eaten my flight was first thing in the morning I had a little something something but not enough to hold me so I was starving so I get into this restaurant and I'm sitting down and I'm eating and let me just tell you this man came in he had every warning sign everything that was on him said warning 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 first of all it was cold but it wasn't like ice cold you know it wasn't ice chips outside he had on the full um, mask that covered everything, black glasses, black, everything just black from head to toe. Right. And I mean, clothes, not by skin. I don't know what skin color he was. I ain't one looking. Cause it was just like, you know what? I need to get the heck out of here. So he comes in, I had already ordered my food. So I'm sitting down waiting for them to bring my food to the table. And he comes in an immediate alarm, immediate. And I'm going to be honest with you. It had it, his dress was a warning sign, but not as much as his spirit like there was just something about the way he moved and the way he uh what the way he was like moving it just let me know watch this one right so the woman brings me my food she goes back And she's at the counter and she's asking what he wants. And he's not giving her no answer. When I tell you he was stealth, he spoke not one word. She asked him all kinds of questions. It was like her talking to herself because this man did not move. He did not give no quarters about what she had to say. Like he just sat there and stared at her. And so that, that was like, okay, that's, that's, that's strike number two. Like you already came in, you already look like something's left. Then somebody's asking you a direct question. You're the only one at the uh, register and you looking at somebody, but not answering. Okay, cool. Then he walks away from her and she's talking to him. He walks to the bathroom, checks the bathroom, like literally sticks his head in the woman and the men's bathroom, just sticks his head to see if somebody was in there, then walked over to like the opening of where the register, like if you wanted to walk back to where she was. You could have. Now she must have sent the message to somebody because as he goes to walk toward that area, because he could have walked right behind her and walked straight into where the register was, two guys appear at the middle of nowhere. So he backs up a little bit. He walks back to the counter. She asks him again. He is not answering her. He walks over to where there were some people filming. The company themselves were filming like content. So, they were filming and they were, you know, filming content. And I recognize it because I do the same. They had the same level of lights that I have in my house. And they were doing their thing. And he walks over to them and he walks behind every last one of them. I mean, almost touchable close. I signal, I start packing up my stuff. Like, you know what? I don't watch too much of this. Let me go ahead. Now, I may be watching too much ID in real life, right? ID channel, any fans. But I know better than to sit there see all these warning signs, see his spirit ain't right, see how he's acting, see it's not normal, and then just act like, oh, well, it's no big deal because I, to kid you not, I know that that was a big deal. So I went and I was like, I'm not about to sit here and wait for something to happen. So I just go ahead and pack my stuff up. Man, I never packed my food up so quickly. I did get content, never even posted it because I'm like, no, I'm good. I just packed up my things and walked back around that corner because once I got back around the corner, Then I felt safe because there was nothing but police out. So I got to the hotel and I called it a day. I say all that to say, I'm not staying downtown LA. I'm not. I need a direct flight. I need my particular hotel. And that may sound bougie or you too good, but think what you want to think. I like the level of comfort. There's no reason to be grown and then tell grown people that they can't be comfortable in things that they're willing to pay for. Cause I tell you not, whether you think it's bougie or not, I need what I need. So, um, I'm sure there'll be another LA trip coming up in the very near future because I go at least twice a year or so. It seems that way, but, uh, it won't be me staying downtown, downtown LA. I don't care what event is downtown LA or close. I'm just going to get my Uber money and keep it pressing. Cause this ain't going to happen. Um, it is 2023 and maybe your week wasn't as eventful as mine. And maybe you're not having to clean house like I did or I am, I am going to. Maybe your week has been smooth sailing. Maybe you've just been hitting all your goals like I did as well. And you're just like rolling. I I, I hope that for you. But if you were having anything like my week, even remotely in your own way, I'm telling you that don't give up. Don't give up because that's super easy in a way to give up because the challenge of being uncomfortable feels so, it, nobody wants to be uncomfortable I know I don't like to be uncomfortable. I just told you I ain't going to downtown LA just because I want to be comfortable. I want to feel secure and all those things. But when it comes to life challenges and it comes to things that you can control, and even when you feel like you can, you can, there are always aspects of things that you can control. You can control the way you respond to things. You control the way that things get underneath your skin. You can control the way that you give energy to other people and you can control putting people out of your world. Now, I know we have to be a part of my world and our world and all that stuff, but I'm telling you, you can put people out of your personal world. So as we do and we move and we're challenging ourselves to be better people and we're challenging ourselves to do what's necessary, please understand, please hear me and understand that that may be so uncomfortable in the process to get there. It's uncomfortable. I am not happy about where (laughs) I'm not happy in the least bit about what's happening right now. But I know that it's going to be worth worth it. I can't see it. I can't see it. And to be honest with you, I know it'll come. So I'm not even going to look for it. But I do know that life be life in. And you got to live your best life with all the challenges that come along with it. So I'm hoping that you gathered something. I hope you gathered something because our lives that you see online are not always perfect. There are some down times. There are some trying times. There are times when things just feel like they're overwhelming and they're never going to change. It's a feeling that we all have because life be lifing. But I want you to take heart, take heart into knowing that things will level out even when they feel uncomfortable. The uncomfortableness is for you to do something with it. Do something with it, whether you're cleaning house or getting your life together or making better decision choices, whatever it is, it's there to happen so that you can do what's necessary for yourself. You just don't like it. You don't like the package you came in. You don't like the people who gave it to you. I know I don't. Maybe it's just me, but whatever the case may be, I'm sending good vibes your way that you're going to continue to walk into your new year with all the goodness that you are worthy of receiving because I'm going to still have a good year. I'm going to still have a good day. I'm going to still have a good week. I'm going to still have all those things. It's just a challenge. Challenge. So be challenged, but be great. Be challenged, but let the healing happen. Take the bandaid off. Remove some things. Shake up some things. Move some people, but do your very best. Because you got this. I believe in you. Have a good week. We will be back next week with Conversations with Toy. And we are having a guest every week from here on out for the rest of the month isn't that amazing we have a guest every week for the rest of the month want to do it have a good week